We're standing on the banks of the Connecticut River here in the small town of Bellows Falls, Vermont. Right above us is the Villas Bridge, and about 200 feet behind us is the state of New Hampshire. The Connecticut River defines the state border between the two states here. We're technically on a small island that's formed in the middle of the Connecticut River. But today there's so many small bridges connecting to this island on both sides that you'd hardly know it was an island unless, you know, you looked at a map. Right, right. Uh, There's a bunch of rocky outcroppings and giant boulders along the river's edge here. And those rocks are exactly what we've come here to see, Ray. Look over there. Okay. Uh, I see some strange markings carved into the rocks. Circles and dots and, and things like that. So we're in Bellows Falls, Vermont, exploring those ancient petroglyphs that may have an out-of-this-world meaning. Hello, I'm Jeff Belanger. And I'm Ray Ozier. Welcome to the New England Legends podcast, where we explore ancient mysteries, roadside oddities, ghosts, monsters, true crime, and all manner of weirdness in the northeastern United States. We're glad you're with us on our journey to chronicle every legend in New England one story at a time. That we are, and we can't do this without you. So many of our story leads come from you. Please reach out to us anytime through our website, where you can also find links to see my ongoing story tour, to see Ray's band, The Pub Kings, and links to buy my new book, The Fright Before Christmas, which, by the way, is almost completely out of stock, except, of course, for the audiobook version. We'll explore these strange petroglyphs in Vermont right after this word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run, maybe take a nap, read a book, or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash p60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash p60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. Okay, Jeff, the rocky cliff we're standing in front of isn't very high, maybe 30 feet tall or so, but it's not a sheer cliff face. No, it's like a bunch of broken rocks and giant boulders. I mean, there's plenty of parts you could climb up pretty easily. Uh, Let's get a little bit closer over here. All right. Well, we're looking at some of these engravings near the bottom. They look like faces. Yeah. Not exact circles, but face-like shapes. Almost like a guitar pick. Yeah, yeah, sure. 
two dots for eyes, a small straight line for the mouth, and a couple of them have what look like two antennas sticking out on the tops of their heads. Almost like emojis from the ancient past. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I know, right? Okay, a little more about the town of Bellows Falls here in southeastern Vermont. The town was first settled by colonists in 1753 and named for Colonel Benjamin Bellows, who owned a lot of property here. The nearby Bellows Waterfalls powered early industries in town, which helped the region grow. This town was also the site of one of the nation's first canals. The canal was built between 1792 and 1802 to help get Connecticut River boat traffic through the area. The Connecticut River was like an early highway. Goods and people could move many miles easily. And while the town of Bellows Falls grew up, these faces on the rocks stood watch. Even though they were first discovered by colonists around the time the town was first settled, it was in 1789 that these strange markings first received some serious study. So let's head back to 1789 and explore these ancient mysteries. It's the summer of 1789 here in Bellows Falls, Vermont. George Washington just took the oath of office to become the first president of the United States in April. The United States is still a very new idea and country. And though much of the Northeast and on down the eastern seaboard has been colonized by Europeans for well over a century, there's still plenty of unexplored corners and great mysteries all over the country. One of those mysteries are some strange markings on an outcropping of rocks near the Connecticut River here in Bellows Falls. Eventually, word of these carvings reaches the air of Reverend David McClure of Dartmouth College. He's intrigued enough to take a boat down the Connecticut River to the town of Bellows Falls. When Reverend McClure first sees these carvings, he's perplexed. I mean, he hadn't seen anything like them before. He observes that the faces are life-sized, simple ovals with markings for eyes, nose, mouth, and maybe ears. He also notes that some have lines sticking out of their heads that could be feathers, horns, or maybe some kind of rays. Now, the markings are crude, like the way I might draw a stick figure. Sure. There's not a lot of detail here. But Reverend McClure notes that there are records of seeing these petroglyphs from the earliest days of the town's founding. So locals knew about them, but they figured the Abenaki people must have done it. But there's only one problem with that idea. What's that? Well, while it's true the Abenaki people lived here for thousands of years, they didn't tend to carve up rocks. Otherwise, we'd see glyphs like this everywhere. Oh, that's a good point. And while there are some reports of strange markings on stones throughout New England, they're kind of few and far between. Reverend McClure estimates that these carvings are between 300 and 3,000 years old. <laughs> so that's a pretty wide berth, right. which still begs the question, what do they mean? Reverend McClure, perhaps speculating from his ethnocentric and religious background, took the lines off the top of the faces to mean horns. And perhaps this was viewed as some kind of dark place with evil spirits present. Oh, I see. Maybe the faces are here to warn others. But still others point out that this area has great fishing opportunities. So maybe some of the Abenaki people came here to fish and, you know, out of boredom, took to carving into some of the rocks. Right, like some kind of ancient graffiti. Maybe. But as you pointed out, we don't find sites like this all over, which makes this mystery endure. And that brings us back to today. Okay, there's a lot more to say on this. Though Reverend McClure was the first to write about these petroglyphs way back in 1789, others came to study them over time as well. They sure did. In 1857, ethnologist Henry Schoolcraft studied the glyphs and suggested they depict a battle scene. Yeah, but, you know, it doesn't really look like a battle to me. It's, mm. it's just faces. I mean, I get no sense of conflict in that. 
1858, historian Benjamin Hall wrote about the Bellows Falls petroglyphs and said he thought they represented a chief and his tribe and that this place must have been the site of an important event that was immortalized in stone. So in more modern times, thanks to the influence of shows like Ancient Aliens, others suggest maybe these petroglyphs depict visitors from another planet Mm. with antenna on their heads, or maybe those aren't faces but helmets with faces inside. It feels like a reach to me. (laughs) I get it. But then again, it feels like there's no way we'll ever know for certain who put these here and why. With certainty? No, absolutely not. We'll never know for sure. But in the 1990s, co-authors William Haviland and Marjorie Power, who wrote the book The Original Vermonters, studied the Bellows Falls petroglyphs. They believe this location was a sacred place for the Abenaki. That shaman came here to enter a trance-like state and see visions. So maybe they carved those visions on the rocks in front of them. Back when David McClure saw these petroglyphs in 1789, he only described three faces. But in reality, there's about 24 of them. Though over time, there's been dumping of other rocks here, erosion, and so on, so some may have gotten lost. We also need to report that what we're seeing here today isn't totally accurate. What do you mean by that? So in the 1930s, the Daughters of the American Revolution hired a stonemason to come here and deepen the existing glyphs because they were fading away. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm sure there was some guesswork and some liberties taken. I mean, I'm sure the carver did his best to preserve it, but... The job required him to forever alter these petroglyphs. So while these glyphs today are probably close to what they looked like a few centuries ago, it's not exact. No, it's not. And erosion's been a factor, which is why the stonemason was hired in the 1930s. But now we're looking at a tracing of a drawing and trying to speculate why someone did this here and why. And with nothing but theories, suddenly we find ourselves saying, we're not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. But, you know, probably not aliens. (laughs) Still, it's strange and it's old. And that brings us to After the Legend, where we take a deeper dive into this week's story, sometimes veer off course. After the Legend is brought to you by our mighty Patreon patrons. This group of insiders supports us in everything we do. We can't do this show without them. They help with our hosting and production costs, marketing, travel, and all the other expenses it takes to bring you two podcasts each week. It's only three bucks per month, and for that, they get early ad-free access to new episodes, plus bonus episodes and content that no one else gets to hear. Just head over to patreon.com slash newenglandlegends to sign up. And to see some photos of the Bellows Falls petroglyphs, both today and from when they were photographed in the late 19th century, click on the link in our episode description or head to our website and click on episode 328. So we've all seen these. I've talked about rocks in my backyard that had some kind of an imprint in it or maybe just an X or something. And you're like, that means something. Maybe. And maybe it did. I mean, someone, so you said it and it, it can't be said enough. In general, the Native Americans didn't tend to carve up rocks. Mm. Otherwise, we would see it everywhere. Right. They've been here for thousands of years. Sure. Like, you would imagine every... Oh, yeah, that's the carvings that they did, right? Yeah. So if they were to do it, there must have been... And they probably did. I mean, they were the people who were here. But if they did it, there must have been a real good reason to do it, to deface a rock right. that was not defaced before. Was it because it was nature and they didn't want to mess with nature and they were one with nature? Probably. Yeah. I mean, why would you deface something that 
didn't ask for that. Well, it's like us defacing a graffiti, it's defacing graffiti. a wall, a store right. or something. We don't do that. And generally, we're not uh, how, supposed to. Right. But we do put up signs warning people, dangerous road ahead. Mm, uh, that's true. You know, slippery conditions. We do put up signs to warn others um, or to allure others, mm. right? We put up billboards, come get the best apple pie in, you know, Massachusetts. Where's that, by the way? Uh, Are we talking about house. that? Is that a legend coming my up house. soon? My yeah, I make the best apple pie. <laughs> um, but so so we do put up signs to warn others. And so for them to, if they did it and they chose to do it, this must be a rare thing and mm. this place must be special, which sort of lends itself to the later in time theories. It's so funny how when we when we hear the notes and, and thoughts of people from centuries ago, it's so ethnocentric. Like the guy's a reverend mm. from Dartmouth and he goes there and says, well, those must be devil horns. Right. <laughs> and, and by the way, like a person with horns must be evil. Mm. Well, that's only in the the Christian tradition. I yeah. mean, think of like Pan and, and the oh, yeah. Greek mythology. He was, you know, he was a, a, a wood nymph, you right. know, with, with horns like a goat. Doesn't, yep. doesn't make it, goats aren't evil. They're just goats. Yep. Um, You've got a unicorn with a horn, one with horn, one horn. It's a it's a magical creature. Magical spreads right. goodness. Yeah. So so um, for you to just say like, oh, they put horn, which is which is your background, not theirs, right? <laughs> right. Uh, so I mean, deer have horns, right? Right. They have antlers, and so um, and that was game, and they were they were food and whatever. So anyway, it's it's a uh, it's sort of silly to, to come at that. But I thought of this the expression like, well, it's not set in stone, or you know. Um, it's not, it's not carved in rock. Mm. It's an expression we use because we understand it. Like when you carve something in a rock, it's really almost permanent. It stays there. Absolutely. Years and it's decades. A tattoo. And it's a natural centuries. tattoo. Yeah. And so when, when someone took the time to carve up a rock, like for example, a headstone, mm. right? It was meant to endure. Yeah. Uh, we understood that everything we build out of wood and metal and all kinds of other things will crumble yeah. eventually. You know, it just does. That's right. that's what happens if you don't take meticulous care of it. Yeah, they used to use magic markers on headstones, yeah. and it wasn't working. Terrible idea. A year later, it washed away. <laughs> like, like who, what are we doing wrong here? Was this Uncle Larry? No, I think he was over there. Like, no, <laughs> who's Uncle Ari? That's that's not. Yeah, it's <laughs> just reading. Yeah, so but but that's so stone indoors, and so when you take the time and effort to put something into stone, mm. it must be important because right. that's also our culture. Or I love the theory of just like, this was, it's great fishing. And sometimes, you know, the fish aren't biting and you're just sort of passing time. And yeah. you're just like, hey, let's go tag that rock. Right. You know? And, Do something uh, to clear the boredom. That would be my favorite. And and the other thing too, you know, the, he put the time period of 300 to 3,000 years. <laughs> I think when you consider, and you have to look at this older picture from, I think it's from 1880s or so. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Um, that photo, you can see that in a hundred years, those would mostly be weathered away from yep. erosion, which means maybe they were one or 200 years before that. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Like if they were, if it was really 3000 years before, I don't think you would have seen a trace of them. Right. It's just natural erosion. Yeah. Would, would have taken away. However, when you, when you look at the, the when you're at the site, there's some of them where the, the, the outcropping of rock kind of comes up at an angle mm. so it's like a natural roof yeah. so it would be shielded from like okay. a downpour or whatever sure so i gotta believe that would add some lifespan yeah to it you know what i mean that it's not directly getting pelted by weather and snow and ice mm. and all the other stuff i love that you're investigating this one like you're really putting on your detective hat 
I want to know. Like, so why did <laughs> it's aliens? Well, you, you'll it's never find aliens. out yeah, that it is that's, them. That's where the ship came down, and uh, <laughs> it's the easiest explanation of this. Yeah, obviously, yeah, it's, it's aliens. Uh, but it's something. Yeah, you know, and this is a very busy part of town. Like this, there's there's businesses there, and there's um, you know warehouses and, mm. and so on, and bridges everywhere, and um, you you can. It's it's a little tricky to get down, so you know you can park your car right by the the Villas Bridge, and you can sort of make a way down a path, and you can see it. Um, but it's not, it, it's, you know, town goes on. Yeah. Like this, you know, everyone I'm sure knows it's there, but right. they, they probably all went to see it at one point. Then done with it. And they're like, okay, you know, <laughs> someone. There's that. We saw it. Yeah. Carved some faces into a rocks and there's not a lot of detail. No. That's the thing. Right. So, you know, you see some ancient cave paintings sometimes that depict like hunting animals. Sure. Whatever. You know what I mean? There's a story. It's telling, yeah. It's thousands of years old in some ancient cave and you're like, wow, they were telling a story. Mm. A face, a crude, I mean, literally as good as I can draw, right? Which is like a circle with dot, dot, smiley face, right? That, it looks like I did it. It, Well, I mean, if it is aliens and obviously they're more intelligent than us because they got here. Right. Right. Doesn't mean that they're artistic. Well, well, was it aliens that drew it or was it the Abenaki that saw the aliens and tried to depict it? See, I had a thought that the aliens did it themselves. We were here. That's the tag. Here's our tag. That's the tag. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That was a thought. Yeah. Like, you know, we'll make it on a podcast one day. Or maybe the Indians couldn't draw either. Those are their stick figures. I I don't know. But it's so- And it's got to be hard to carve into stone. Oh, absolutely. And you're using another stone to do it, like a harder stone. And that's soft rock, sure. But I mean, it was- uh, like that took some time. Yeah. Like you would have to probably just go around and around and around right. and around. Like so, you're gonna limit your detail. Yeah, you're like so that the family's posing for the portrait. <laughs> like this is gonna take days. Yeah. Oh, should we get some food? <laughs> probably, uh, but hold still. Don't yeah. blink. <laughs> and that's all you you have to show for it. Oh, we're three little... stick figures, four stick figures. You didn't even get the figures. You yeah. just got the round it's just face, the faces. Yeah, two dots and a. So mouth. that's you. That's your son. That's yeah. dad. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. No, no. That's you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, yeah. What's those antenna coming up? Oh, you had a tree behind you. That's what I saw. I just sort of drew what I saw, but then I'm like, oh, this is going to take too long. I'm an artist. Don't question me. Yeah. Leave it. This is minimalist. <laughs> Artistic is... expression. I invented minimalism, like you know, many <laughs> centuries before minimalism. Uh, I don't know, but it, it's 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 one of those sites you see, yeah. and you look at it, and you've got to ask questions, mm. and it, it'll kill us because we modern um, native groups have looked at it, and the speculation is that maybe this was some sort of sacred site, and they got visions here, and these are you know representative of those visions. That's the best we've come up with. Can't promise it's spot on. Mm. It makes some degree of sense because they didn't do this everywhere. Yeah, but we're never gonna know, no. and so yeah. Bring on the aliens. Got a legend you think we should check out? Email us anytime through our website. We appreciate hearing from you. Plus, most of our story leads come from you, so keep them coming. We'd also love it if you take a minute to post a review for us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and share our episode on your social media. We're building a community here and can't do it without you. We'd like to thank our sponsors. Thank you so much to our Patreon patrons. And our theme music is by John Judd. Until next time, remember, the bazaar is closer than you think. Mm-hmm.